The Lord be with you. And also with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not be afraid any longer, little flock, for your Father is pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your belongings and give alms. Provide money bags for yourselves that do not wear out, an inexhaustible treasure in heaven that no thief can reach nor moth destroy. For where your treasure is, there also will be your heart. Gird your loins and light your lamps, and be like servants who await the master's return from a wedding, ready to open immediately when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those servants whom the master finds vigilant on his arrival. Amen, I say to you, he will gird himself, have them recline at table, and proceed to wait on them. And should he come in the second or third watch and find them prepared in this way, blessed are those servants. Be sure of this. If the master of the house had known the hour when the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. You also must be prepared, for at an hour you do not expect, the Son of Man will come. Then Peter said, Lord, is this parable meant for us or for everyone? And the Lord replied, Who then is the faithful and prudent steward whom the master will put in charge of his servants to distribute the food allowance at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master on arrival finds doing so. Truly I say to you, the master will put the servant in charge of all his property. But if that servant says to himself, My master is delayed in coming, and begins to beat the men servants and the maid servants to eat and drink and get drunk, then that servant's master will come on an unexpected day and at an unknown hour and will punish the servant severely and assign him a place with the unfaithful. That servant who knew his master's will but did not make preparations nor act in accord with his will shall be beaten severely. And the servant who was ignorant of his master's will but acted in a way deserving of a severe beating shall be beaten only lightly. Much will be required of the person entrusted with much, and still more will be demanded of the person entrusted with more. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. There are times throughout the church year when the lectionary the collected readings of the church year doesn't quite give a full picture of what's going on. Sometimes readings are cut off just before or just after an important line or passage. And today is one of those days. Our gospel for today begins at the end of a lesson on anxiety, worry, and fear. Let's listen to what Christ says just before our gospel reading for today to get the full picture. And he said to his disciples, For this reason I tell you, do not worry about your life as to what you are to eat, nor for your body as to what you are to wear. For life is more than food, and the body is more than clothing. And which of you, by worrying, can add a day to his lifespan? 
Oh, you of little faith, do not seek what you are to eat and what you are to drink, and do not keep worrying. For all these things are what the nations of the world eagerly seek, and your Father knows that you need these things. But seek His kingdom, and these, these things will be provided to you. And then our gospel text for today, do not be afraid, little flock, because your Father has chosen to give you the kingdom. Do not be anxious. Do not worry. Do not be afraid. Now, before we go any further, I want to be very careful and I want to be very clear here. When Jesus speaks to his disciples about anxiety, worry, and fear, he is not speaking about a chronic psychiatric condition. The Lord gives us beautiful, good ways to cope with these things. So when I talk about Jesus today, I'm not saying that you should just go home and get rid of your counselor and get rid of your medicine and I just got Jesus and I'm good. Because the Lord has given us rational minds and doctors and medicine and science to help cope with these psychiatric conditions. Now, the anxiety and the worry and the fear that Jesus is talking about today is our spiritual condition that no doubt has effects on our physical life. This anxiety and worry and fear is our tendency to doubt the Lord's promises and his gracious care for us. And this kind of fear is not something that just comes upon us suddenly. It's a fear that we grow into or that grows onto us. It starts as a kindling of anxiety, which is quickly flamed into worry that, if gone unchecked, blazes into a wildfire of fear. I think it's safe to say that all of us gathered here in the sanctuary today are anxious and worrisome and afraid of something or some things in our lives. I mean, it could be anxiety stirred up by an unstable job or wayward kids or grandkids. And maybe some people in this room are anxious about going back to school because maybe you're going to a new environment, you're going to college, or you're starting high school, or maybe you're just transferring schools. Or maybe you're going back to that same old school with those same old bullies that causes such great anxiety. Still others of us are gripped by fear of a medical diagnosis that is putting us or our loved ones face to face with mortality. When we hear Jesus tell us not to be anxious or worried or afraid, it's easy for us to agree with him logically, right? I think we all know in our minds that anxiety and worry and fear are all a real waste of time. 
be doing a lot of other great things. Regardless, knowing it in our heads does not stop the damage done in our hearts. Our anxiety and worry and fear still seem to steal our appetite and affect our sleep. They beat us down and make us feel weak and worthless. They isolate us from all those that we think are happy and living such great lives. Ultimately, they ruin our hopes, lead us to despair, and make us wonder if God really loves us and if God really cares for us. It is precisely in this moment when our anxiety, worry, and fear give a spot for Satan to take hold and cause more damage in our lives. Through his lies and seduction, he sows more anxiety and more worry and more fear about your families and your jobs and your health and our country and the government and the climate change and all these things. We have all these worries that Satan sows within our hearts and minds. He tempts us to believe that our lives will always be woefully unfruitful and unimportant. And he pulls our eyes toward the brokenness and hopelessness of the world and isolates us from the beauty of the divine. Yes, my friends, Satan especially wants to destroy your faith in Christ. And he does it slowly but surely by getting you to stop reading Scripture and by getting you to stop saying your prayers. And then maybe church on Sundays is an option. Maybe I don't need to go into God's presence and receive the incorruptible gifts of life, forgiveness, and salvation. This is what Jesus is up against in today's gospel. To his little flock who have such little faith, he says, do not be anxious. Do not worry. Do not be afraid. I don't know about you, but for me, this, at first glance, is utterly defeating. Because if we could stop doing these things, we would. Because being anxious and worried and afraid is a miserable way to live life. If we hear Jesus' words today as the law that we alone as individuals must uproot and purge our hearts of all anxieties and worries that were sown in there by the devil and the world and our sinful flesh, then that's just one more thing for us to fail at and one more thing for us to worry about and one more thing that will inevitably stir up a debilitating fear. If, however... 
we have the courage to hear these words of Christ as gospel, it would change everything. Jesus tells us not to be anxious or worry or be afraid because the Father has given us the kingdom, the kingdom. The kingdom which the Father gives isn't some big mansion with a bunch of rooms filled with a bunch of stuff to distract us from all our problems. The kingdom which the Father gives is a person, namely our blessed Lord Jesus. This is terribly important, and it's something that instills much joy. The kingdom of God is actually one person, and if we have that one person, we have the kingdom. Brothers and sisters, we are concretely connected to the one who was tempted in every way by all that causes us anxiety and worry and fear, and yet he did not succumb to them. Proves it by being nailed to a cross. But this means that Jesus intimately knows what we are struggling with and what we are struggling through. He was tempted in every way. So any sin, any anxiety, any worry, any fear that you have, Jesus took on to himself. How beautiful and comforting that is that our God knows us intimately in that way. Every week, we eat and drink of the one who took into the grave and defeated all that the devil and the world and our sinful flesh uses to scare us. Jesus took into the grave every sin, all the things that beat you down, and three days later, only Jesus walked out of that tomb and everything was left behind, defeated. We are baptized into the kingdom of God, into the body of Christ, which means we are part of the family of the Trinity that never stops loving us and never will abandon us because it was from the outpouring of the love of the Trinity that all things were created. And in that deep and abiding love for you, the Lord does not abandon you, but the Lord comes close to you in the times when your anxiety and your worry and your fear beat you down. And he picks you up, and he pulls you close, and he keeps moving with you. Since Christ has risen from the dead, and since he has ascended to heaven victoriously, he is now working every single day for you. 
daily, Jesus is speaking to your anxieties and your worries and fears. Hear that very closely. Jesus speaks to those things that debilitate you. And when Jesus speaks, my dear friends, things happen. Because since Jesus is risen from the dead, and he is living, so too his voice is living. So when he says, let there be light, there's light. When he says to the man, get up, take up your mat, and walk, the man gets up and walks. When he says, your sins are forgiven you, they're forgiven. You're freed from sin. And when he speaks to your anxiety and to your fears and to mine, be gone, get lost. Those things must obey. Like the devil, they have to flee because they cannot stand being the presence of the Lord of heaven and earth. And we, with open hands and an open heart, receive this blessing that the Lord has given us. We cannot, on our own, stop being anxious or worrisome or afraid. The cure for that spiritual condition is not found in ourselves. It's not found in the world. Our cure is found in the kingdom of God promised to us today in the body of Jesus. In this body who suffered in every way, we find treasures that are beyond us, including no anxiety and no worry and no fear. Do not be anxious. Do not worry, do not be afraid, for yours is the kingdom of heaven. That's the full picture of this text. That's the full picture of the Christian life. And this is the gift that is offered to you again today in word and in water and in supper. Do not fear, little flock but receive of your Savior. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.